There has always been a battle between light and darkness. Satan hates God and fights against his work. It is vital that God's people recognize their place in this conflict and are equipped for spiritual warfare in our day. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we open God's Word and prepare for the front lines. What is the soldier's one responsibility? He may, he may have many uh, directives given to him, but what is his one responsibility? It is simply this, to do whatever the captain says do. Well, in Ephesians chapter 6, our captain, the Lord Jesus Christ, gives one very clear directive. One command for every good soldier of Jesus Christ. Let me read, see if you hear it. Ephesians 6 verse 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, and in the power of His might, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins Gird about with truth. Do you think you have the word? In verse 11, stand. In verse 13, withstand. Again in verse 13, stand. In verse 14, stand. The one thing that God has called every good soldier of Christ to do is stand. Now, stand does not mean stay stagnant. So we're not talking about being still here. Instead, it's the picture of a soldier who is so rooted and grounded, he's not going back. He's not going to turn aside in distraction. He's not going to turn back in fear. No, he's going to stay right as, at his post of duty. I remember as a boy growing up, we had a, a military man. I started to say a retired military, uh, a retired Marine, but there's no such thing as a retired Marine. He was a Marine, uh, an older man in our church who would stand at the door greeting people at every service. And when you'd come in and speak to him, you could say, it's great to see you and uh, glad to see you here. And he would always say, I'm just at my post of duty. Like a good military man, I'm at my post of duty. I wonder, are you at your post of duty? Are you standing? And we've looked already in these verses at who the enemy is not. It's not people. It's not things. It's the devil. It's spiritual. We've learned where the battle is fought. It's fought everywhere. It's fought in our home life. It's fought in our daily work. It's fought in our relationships. It's fought in our own hearts and minds. That's where the battle is fought. But today, I'd like for you to see when the victory is wrought. Can I tell you when the victory is wrought? It's not when the enemy goes away. It's not when the fighting subsides. It's not when circumstances improve. No, no. Listen to it carefully. The Bible says that we stand in the evil day, literally in the midst of it. Let me ask you a question. Are we in the midst of an evil day? You better believe it. In fact, I don't know that the spiritual warfare and conflict has ever been more intense in our world than it is at this moment. That's why we're, that's why we're having this study at this time, because I'm engaged in it, you're engaged in it, and we all need to see it for what it is. We are in a spiritual conflict, and it is time for God's people to do the one thing Jesus told us to do, and that is take our stand. In fact, this is an emphasis found all throughout Paul's writings. Let me give you a little sample of what I'm talking about. You remember Galatians 5 verse 1? Stand therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made you free. 
How about 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse number 13? Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, be strong. Uh, how about 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse number 8? Uh, For now we live if ye stand fast in the Lord. Or 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 15, Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. Or how about Philippians? Even in that great book of Christian joy, Philippians chapter 4, verse number 1, Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved and longed for, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. It sounds like this is a repeated emphasis, not just of Paul, but of the Holy Spirit of God. The Lord knows that we're going to have things come against us to try to stop us or turn us aside and discourage us. But this is a moment for God's people to stand. I'm thinking now of Martin Luther when he finally took his stand for the gospel and for the message of grace and faith alone as the way of salvation in Jesus Christ. And what did he say when called on to recant, when called on to, to stop speaking? He simply said, Here I stand. I can do no other. God help me. Now, that's what we need today. We need some people who will say, Here I stand. I can do no other. God help me. By the way, God will help you. If you'll take your stand, He'll give you His strength. Do you see the connection here between the strength of the Lord and our standing? In fact, the strength of the Lord precedes our standing. He doesn't begin by saying stand. He begins by saying be strong in the Lord. He doesn't begin by saying withstand. He begins by saying stand in the power of His might. You see, it's not our willpower. It's not our determination. It's not me saying in the morning, I'm going to do the right thing today and through my own energy trying to make that happen. No, my friend, it is learning that I am nothing and He is everything. That apart from Him I will surely fall, but God is able to keep me from falling. The Lord is able to help me stand. There is both a promise and a principle in this. The promise is that the Lord is going to give His strength. And the principle is that I must lean on Jesus. I must say to the Lord every day, Lord, I cannot stand on my own today, so I'm going to lean on You. And I believe that your strength will be enough to help me stand. On March the 30th, 1858, 5,000 men, they said, came out at noon to hear a 29-year-old preacher by the name of Dudley Ting. He preached a powerful message from Exodus chapter 10 and verse number 11. And they say that day that a 1,000 men professed faith in Jesus Christ. That's powerful. In that message, Dudley Ting said this, I would rather this right arm be amputated at the trunk than that I should come short of my duty to you in delivering God's message. The very next week, Dudley Ting was working on a farm and his arm got caught in a corn thrasher. Uh, he had heavy lacerations on his arm, severe, extreme loss of blood. He went into shock. On April the 19th, Dudley Ting, that young 29-year-old preacher, died. His last words on his deathbed were these, Let us all stand up for Jesus. <laughs> Think of this. Here's a man, weak and wounded physically, but yet he still had the fight in him, urging others to stand up for Jesus. His pastor was a man by the name of George Duffield. As George Duffield heard those last words that Dudley Ting spoke, and uh, the next Sunday, he stood up and he read Ephesians chapter 6 to his congregation. 
And he preached from this same portion of Scripture. And then in that message, he read a six-stanza poem that he had written, that had been inspired by Dudley Ting's last words. Maybe you've heard the poem. Stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. Lift high his royal banner, it must not suffer loss. From victory unto victory his army shall he lead, till every foe is vanquished and Christ is Lord indeed. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. Stand in his strength alone. The arm of flesh will fail you. You dare not trust your own. Put on the gospel armor. Each piece put on with prayer. Where duty calls or danger, be never wanting there. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. The strife will not be long. This day, the noise of battle. The next, the victor's song. To those who vanquish evil, a crown of life shall be. They with the King of glory shall reign eternally. May I say to you, fellow soldier today, uh, that Jesus Christ will give you the strength. But one thing you must do is stand. Remember that the battle is always fiercest just before it is won. Christ is coming and soon the war will be over. Determined to be a good soldier of Jesus Christ. We look forward to studying God's Word with you again next time on Enjoying the Journey. Until then, you may join us online at scottpauley.org or check out the full-length Bible messages on our YouTube channel, Dr. Scott Pauley. It is our prayer that the Lord will equip you for the battle and help you to live in victory today. Thank you.